Good morning, Wildheart. I hope this podcast finds you well today. Today we're going to jump straight into the audio with Jamie Goldstein, who is an astrologer in Texas at Intuitive Astrology with Jamie. She's a yoga teacher, meditation guide, and a successful business entrepreneur and soul heart-centered guide, facilitator, and magician in so many ways. I hope you enjoy the podcast today and I'll tune in with you at the end of the recording. I'm so excited for you to hear this today. Jamie is a deep inspirer and a motivator of mine who I'm deeply grateful that our paths have crossed and I hope too that you feel some of her magic and some of the potency of her story and and the wisdom that she shares, the art of astrology, the, the science of astronomy and enjoy wild heart, wishing you wild and gentle love today wherever this finds you, whenever you are listening in. If it resonates, please share with those who think it will support. The intention of Wild Heart Podcast is all about helping men, women, children, mothers, fathers, grandmothers, all people connect to their inner guidance, connect to their their inner soul path and connect to hope, faith, inspiration and magnitude of this one wild precious life. Enjoy the podcast with astrologer, yoga teacher and meditation guide, Jamie Goldstein. Welcome, Jamie, to the podcast. I'm so grateful to have you in this space and I'm excited about what natural dialogue and conversation is going to flow for our audience today. Welcome. Hi, Grace. I'm so happy to be here and hi to all the listeners. Yay. So, Jamie, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your journey to where you are today and the passion work that you're doing yeah I'm just dropping in and and seeing where to start so um right now astrology is so on my heart and just the um kind of the center place of everything that I offer. And, you know, it's so funny. I didn't, um, I I never knew that this is what I would be doing. It's one of those things where astrology just found me. And um, what I really most feel inspired about astrology is to spark cosmic awakening with people sparking a cosmic remembering um, to through our astrology chart through our natal chart that we can honor the beauty of what it is to be a human being and here on glorious mother earth but also remembering that we have these cosmic roots these starseed essences and I love connecting people back to that and my journey to to getting here um, 
has been such a, you know, it's so interesting. I know we're both Aries sons. It's been such a journey of um, just kind of following one intuition after the other, um, kind of taking these intuitive actions and not really knowing what's happening, not thinking too much about it, not being in my thinking mind, but just kind of following the path of intuition. And that's really what's what's gotten me here. Um, when was it? Gosh, it was before my Saturn return. I'm just on the other end of my Saturn return. Um, it's when you're about 29 and a half, it's when Saturn comes back to the sky where he was when you were born. And it's like a time where um, our inner Saturn checks in and says, hmm, how are you doing on your soul's path? And it's this time of kind of course correction. And so to kind of get us onto our soul's path. So before my Saturn return, I was working in the public schools. I'm in um, Texas in the US and I was working in the public schools as a school psychologist. And there's so much I loved about that job. I loved working with children and I did a lot of yoga and mindfulness with my children in the schools and it was so much fun. But there was something that wasn't resonating the closer and closer I got to my Saturn return. And it was the more and more I kind of went on my journey of living with greater consciousness, kind of um, spiritual awareness. And I just realized I, I couldn't do that job anymore because I couldn't diagnose anymore. Um, it didn't feel in alignment in my heart to be required to pathologize. That's not how I conceptualize, conceptualize, um, experiences. And that's certainly not how I conceptualize my children's experiences in the schools. And so um, because that job required doing that, I, I left that not really knowing where life would take me. <laughs> um, I started teaching yoga and teaching meditation. It was the most beautiful journey. And, but I still struggled to really kind of get my footing, um, you know, trying to support myself financially, making that shift and I started, I was already interested in astrology just for fun, reading astrology books and listening to astrology podcasts. And um, I would get an astrology reading on occasion. Um, but I knew I was in my Saturn with where our soul is really wanting to go, what we're really wanting to do in this lifetime. And, and so I started learning everything I could about the Saturn return. Like, what is this invitation in life asking of me? Like, what is the course correction I'm, I'm being invited to, to take here? And I, following January, that was in 2018, I, you know, I started, I took on an astrology apprenticeship. I, I found my mentor and this amazing astrologer and I started studying with him. And um, before I knew it, it just all happened so organically. People started, you know, asking me for astrology readings and, I, you know, it's so funny. It's just happened. I'm almost like, how did I get here? It's been so just one intuitive thing and like, you know, making a shift because my intuition said, oh, do this or, or do that. And it's um, really led me into, I, right now I'm almost fully pursuing astrology and teaching a little bit of yoga. It's um, to me, astrology is so embodied. We really experience the planets and the stars within our body as opposed to out in the sky um, and so the embodiment the mindfulness is so important to me the you know yoga um, but yeah you know right now it's um, I'm so blessed to to connect people to you know their 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 roadmap their you know their cosmic DNA through the astrology chart and my new um, my new like passion which I'm so excited 
excited about is now teaching others to go out and practice the sacred art as well through my astrology apprenticeship. Yeah, beautiful. Jamie, um, this is one of the reasons that I wanted to, to podcast you and to engage in dialogue with you because, um, you know, one of, the, one of the intentions of Wild Heart Podcast is to inspire hope and rekindle connection to the to an individual's inner world so that they are noticing the guidance that they receive and they're able to then respond to that guidance that they receive and I remember we first met about three months ago when you offered your 21 day deep dive into Mercury retrograde and you provided these incredibly nourishing sound meditations and connections to Mercury and Scorpio for us to go in and and to review um, reflect and um, so we first met then and I remember you said, you know, you used to be a school psychologist and I so admired the way that you, you know, listened to your inner guidance and then you decided to like course correct and, you know, follow that guidance. And like you said, you didn't fully know where, where it was taking you, but you just took that next inspired step. And I was really inspired by that because I think, you know, we can get a little bit um, caught in like the safety or an idea of what reality is and what we should be doing with our life. So really admire that you were, you took a step back and you said, no, this isn't serving my highest good anymore. And you wanted to contribute in another way. And um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, how do you think the archetypes of astrology can help us um, deepen into that evolution that you went through that evolution of like waking up to this bigger idea of who we are and for that to be for the purpose of like nourishing nourishment and wealth not like necessarily financially first but it's um, a wealth of this wellspring through us because you're really um, a leading light with that, you know, there's this beautiful quote um, by Sharon Blakey. I don't know if you know her, but she is was a psychologist as well, Jamie, and she still is, but she could no longer do that work that she used to be doing. And she went into like mythology and started connecting with the land and bringing through these old stories of, you know, women who were pioneers and connected to sovereignty and personal power and deep sacred responsibility um, to then Sharon Blakey would connect to her stories and use like narrative psychology and inspire women to connect to that within herself. And she says, you know, when women share their stories, their old stories, and then share their new stories, it inspires hope for other people. And she says like, you know, when wise women and grandmothers and maidens and mothers share their story, it, expands the potentiality of others and we really are that leading light you know so how this is our Mer my mercury in pisces <laughs> i like ask one question and we go all around the place so how oh, do I you love it. I, have it too. I have mercury in pisces too <laughs> um so how do you how do you use the archetypes of 
the stars and the celestial bodies and the that energy within us to awaken people's soul growth and passions and health yeah so you know i i love working with the archetypes because it really brings everything you know down and in into the body as opposed to you know astrology being something out in the sky outside of us it really the planets become alive within us and i i'm actually speaking about our inner mercury our inner venus our inner sun because they all they are not separate energies they are all um they're aspects of ourself and they represent different aspects of our personality and um when we start to look at it that way every all the archetypes of the different planets or the, the the goddesses or the asteroids or whatever we're talking about they all have a need um a, a motivation a drive and it's by understanding the archetype and what's the need of that archetype so my son it's my need to create and then we can start getting into the story of well where is the sun in our chart like we have a son in aries so the archetypal nature of the sun in Aries is going to be different than um, per se, the archetypal nature of the sun in Taurus or in the other sign. Mm. So then we can start to really look into what is the need of my son to create is where, where do we want to most be seen shining and, and where do we want to shine and, and glow and, you know, and be in radiance. And so then we can start to look at, do I feel like I'm really meeting the need of that archetype? And if not, you know, um, how, how could I, how could that look? You know, what, what is speaking to me? And it's such a great way to, I think, get to help us move in alignment um, with meeting the needs of all of these different archetypes. And to me, I think once we start, it's, I don't know, it's, um, I think it's, our, you know, my Mercury and Pisces, it's more of a sense than like having the verbal language, but it's like becomes this dance of all the planetary archetypes working together mm. and they just kind of weave this tapestry. And I think that's really how we, um, when we're really meeting the needs of these archetypes, which are our own aspects of ourself, when they're kind of all being met and they'll be, you know, they'll have different needs at different seasons and times in our life. But um, when we're meeting their needs, that's when I think we're really living, you know, in purpose and inspired and, 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 you know, feeling just the, the creative pulse of life working through us. I love that, Jamie. And, you know, you say it so, so clearly, you know, the stars are not just something above us, you know, they're within us. They're these energies to awaken that are, you know, dormant and that, you know, want to be expressed. And yesterday in your lecture, you said, you know, the sun is you know the light of the universe that lights up you know the moon and the stars and when you said that it made this beautiful vision in my eyes like behind my mind's eyes it was like the sun like lit up the moon and then the waters of the moon like washed out and nourish all of the planets and so we are more than one thing like you said you know, we have like our sun sign and sometimes we need to rest this yin and this yang. And that's what I love about, you know, your astrology. It's this embodied, um, you know, experience of, you know, how we can be more, more of us. 
and it's all about our health and our well-being yeah I would love to hear um kind of I would love to hear your um your perspective on that question as well because I know you have such a a beautiful, rich, just deep, intuitive understanding of astrology. Naturally, mm. I I feel inspired when hearing <sighs> you share about astrology. Yeah, oh, you know, it's so interesting because um, the reason that I connected to astrology was because, as everybody, you know, I am pre my Saturn return, Jamie. So my Saturn is in Aquarius in my 10th house. And I think that it started. I think it's just, I think it just started my Saturn return. Yeah, often, like, yeah. When Saturn yeah. will move into the sign that our, um, our Saturn is in, that's often when you really feel the start of it. So yeah. yeah. And um, so the way that I like to use or how I got into astrology was like this, um, you know, I had always grown up in nature. You know, I grew up on the far a farm on the east coast of Tasmania and I was always connecting to the elements and always connecting to the birds. And since a very young age, I was interested in philosophy and like positive psychology and, you know, how we could, um, you know, be our best self and experience this life. And astrology gave me this... Um, you know, almost a focus gift of like qualities and characteristics that I would read about and almost in reading them, it would um, awaken something in me. Like if we connect to like that subtle energy in our sacral chakra, which is just below the, the navel center, they say that here lies all, um, all archetypes of the world that are waiting to be expressed through you, um, through every individual. And you know, connecting to the, to the archetypes of the stars was inspiring. They're all, they're as inspiring as humans because like, it's like I started this podcast because I would meet people and I was so inspired by their story and almost like that's an archetype of them, a small quality of them. And it would awaken like this a hope and a faith and a, an expansion of my vision of life. And you know, I also think that, like you said, Jamie, you know, when I found out that I had a Mercury in Pisces, I begin began to understand myself through a lens of like gifts, through a lens of, um, you know, positive traits and also then things to guard against and just to notice so we can improve in an area where we may not be um, fully aligning with our fullest potential. For example, like our Mercury in Pisces, we've talked about this, allows us to be very like intuitive and really creative and expansive and to sense the world around us and almost to exist on like three planes at once. But it's like we have talked about, it's like, um, you know, in some roles we've got to be really focused, like we can't be... Um, on those three realms at once and like too expansive because people need us to be fully present in, you know, in that moment. Um, so in realizing that, you know, my Mercury in Pisces, for example, like a quality of my chart, I was like, this is a real key strength for me and I can use it in my poetry. And I also use it in the clinical environment because I can imagine a different scenario and I can 
I can feel more than what is present in a single moment. We can imagine different solutions. We can imagine different ways of responding. You know, so astrology has like opened this way of vitality for me. And it's also very, it's such a great tool to, you know, connect with um, competent and proficient astrologists. But it's also this great um, self-regulation tool because you can, I found, you can tap into your own self-responsibility and your, you know, that sacred, those sacred roles and tap into the archetypes and let them wake something up in you. And that's the importance of the, the yoga, isn't it? Because that brings us into our body. And when we connect with our body, it's like we connect with our, our heart space and we, in this journey of life, we, we connect to this sense of courage and a bigger picture. We decide what reality is for ourselves beyond old stories. And it really is like that water element. You know, we, we tell the old story and then we find a new way of being and we have to tap into that, that heart space within. So we've got this core light, like a, a grounded place that we come from to, to make change, like, you know, to make change, we have to have a solid foundation and that foundation is in our body. And so there's some really subtle presence within us and whether that's, you know, that heart space that is untouchable or whether it's the simply that real gift that our feet are planted here on earth, we made it this far, we're planted in this one wild precious life. And so my wish for everyone is that we can one, move beyond limitation, but actually more than that, just live a life of, you know, presence. So live a life of magnitude and live a life of faith and and everyone's voice matters and your experience here on life matters. And, and you came to earth for this pure, beautiful frequency of gifts. And so, you know, I come back to what you were saying about sometimes we pathologize aspects of people and we try to diagnose them. But in astrology, we like, we look at what's working, like what is the key strength and where is that outlet? Where could that best land for your expression? And so, and I'm deeply inspired by the, the competent and proficient um, astrologers who have been on their journey and um, received teachings from, you know, their teachers and their teachers, but then have created their unique lens and niche that they share with the world and um you know i would love to hear who your um who really inspired you on your journey jamie like who were the people that maybe told their story or were in their authentic presence or you know guided you to become who you are today like those teachers of astrology or mentors who when you were in the school environment and you decided this isn't what i want to do anymore Oh, so beautiful, Grace. I loved, I loved getting to hear your journey with astrology. And um, I was getting so many chills while you were sharing. Um, and something um, that really was resonating with me was when you were connecting astrology to, to being present. I, I really think astrology allows us to live more presently in the moment, which I think is something so interesting that so many astro or so many people might not think about astrology. We think of, oh, astrology to predict the future or 
you know, make sense of the past. And, you know, we can do all of those things. I don't personally work as the predictive astrologer. I, I want to help people really ground into the present moment and the energy and to help people through their chart, understand themselves so well that it's like, they know, oh, this is the best way for me to meet the energy of the moment, the invitation of the moment. Um, my Mercury and Pisces <laughs> circled back to that. Um, but the most inspiring mentors um, on my path, well, when I was working in the schools, this was right when I was about 27, which is, you know, you really start to first feel that Saturn return energy about 27, 27 and a half. And um, it was actually experienced as a lot of emotional turmoil that kind of just came out of nowhere. And I didn't really know what was, what was happening, you know, just anxiety, um, just a lot of emotional intensity. And uh, I, I kind of knew I don't, I don't resonate with just going and, you know, seeing your traditional type of, of counselor that just wasn't resonating with me. And I was telling a friend and she connected me to, um, you know, a shamanic practitioner who, um, who, who's working with the unseen realms. And um, I ended up meeting with him and it just, I just realized what was happening that I was having what he called a spiritual emergency to move into a spiritual emergence or a spiritual breakthrough. And what was happening was um, my third eye was opening. So I was having a lot of intuitive psychic experiences, but I didn't have at that time, I didn't have a lot of foundation to really understand what was happening. I thought I was just going crazy, you know, kind of my, my background with like Western psychology. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> do I need to like go to a psych hospital and check myself in because I'm like seeing, you know, like angels and like spirits and things. And I'm like seeing things that other people around me aren't seeing. And I, I, I thought I was going crazy. And to be able to have someone reflect back to me, you're not, you're not crazy. You are just having um, an intuitive awakening. You are starting to see, you know, sensing subtle energy and able to perceive, you know, information or per perceive the world, the unseen world that we can't necessarily sense with our five senses. And so to have that reflection back that, that I'm not crazy, I'm just, this is part of the journey. And this is actually part of, um, part of, you know, my, some of the spiritual gifts, the spiritual medicine that I came here to share with others, um, through the intuition. And so having that guidance and he really helped me build up my intuition, create really good energetic boundaries, because also just being really energetically sensitive, um, you know, I was very energetically porous and, and just working in such a kind of intense environment was picking up on so much energy and just kind of all just being held within my energy field. So really learning how to create really good energetic boundaries, you know, working with the chakras, building, you know, opening them up more, but also creating those boundaries. So that was the most influential. And then also that really changed how I perceived um, psychology and the psyche to work and people's experiences. And so that was really the experience of, oh, you know, I can't do this job anymore. Um, and then when I was just really, I left that job and not really quite sure what I was doing. There was another podcast I used to listen to. Um, it's called Holes to Heaven Now. It's with an astrologer, Adam Summer. And 
he was like my first astrologer I would listen to. I would just like tune into his podcast um, weekly or biweekly whenever he was offering them and going back and listening to old episodes, you know, between podcasts. And he just really lit me up on astrology. I just, I couldn't get enough of it. And um, I booked some astrology readings with him. And I think I knew on some level that I wanted to explore astrology more, um, but for some reason, I, I don't know, I, I think I kind of, for some reason, I almost needed someone's permission. And so in one of the astrology readings, he was looking at my astrology chart and we were talking about soul purpose and my North node and Pisces in the eighth house, you know, the eighth house is the house of what's esoteric or unseen, you know, um, magic, kind of the more esoteric arts are, um, are, are kind of governed by the eighth house Pisces, again, you know, the, the, the mystic path, the, the healing arts, all of those types of things are with Pisces and North nodes purpose. And, you know, one of the first things he said was, um, you know, like you might be an astrologer. And then he listed off, you know, like 10 other things that might be in alignment with that. And it was like, <gasps> you know, just the, the, like, I was like, oh my gosh, that was like that one. It was just so amazing to have someone through the mirror of reflection, reflect that back to me. Mm. And then it was just amazing. I was, um, I was actually moving back home with my parents at that time, because just within the transition kind of struggling financially. And I remember, I mean, it's so clear. I was in my little car. I would go to my old apartment, fill the car up with all my stuff. It was just all this back and forth, back and forth driving. And I saw a suggest a suggestion suggestion for another astrology podcast I'd never heard. And I just was like, oh, this looks good. And I turned it on. I started making my way, my little commute with my packed car. Um, you know, feeling pretty discouraged in life about like, oh, you know, where am I going in life? Everything feels like it's going backwards as opposed to forward. And about 10 minutes of listening to the podcast, it was like, it was just my voice was so clear. My intuition was like, that's your astrology teacher. And I didn't really even know I was going to pursue it at that time. It was just kind of like something that had been, um, you know, incubating, but it was so clear. And that's like where the intuition comes in. I'd love to hear too. Um, if you experience this, just being so driven by like intuitive experiences without a lot of thought behind them, they've been some of my most profound experiences because it was like, this is your teacher. And I, I remember I like, um, I think I stopped at a grocery store parking lot because I'm like, I have to look up who is this person. I don't even think I was listening to his podcast because I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be my astrology teacher. I love him, but I didn't, like, I didn't even know what he was saying because I was so like thinking about it. But I, I looked him up and then I got to where I was going and I immediately just emailed him. Probably sounded crazy, but I was like, my intuition told me you're my astrology teacher. Do you teach astrology? <laughs> <laughs> and he emailed me back like not too long after that. And he's like, well, I can't argue with your intuition, you know, <laughs> and, um, and so I started studying with him and it was this one-on-one apprenticeship, mentorship. I mean, it was so, um, it just, something felt very like past life awakening, you know, this apprenticeship has been lost in so many senses and in our, in the world we live in now, like really getting to apprentice and, and learn, you know, if somebody's they're, you know, just kind of distill their wisdom and their tradition. And it was so amazing. And then, um, you know, along the way now, Sasha Benedetti, um, mm. wisdom is just my, like, Oh, I just, I'm so inspired by her, the way she really 
inspires us to connect to our feminine essence mm -hmm. and to live from the heart. And I've, I went on this amazing six month journey about um, awakening my heroine's heart, really connecting with my own Venus, syncing my life with the cycle of Venus in the sky. She has a 19 month cycle in the sky. And that six month journey has, I mean, I have had more transformation and feel so more on my path from that six month journey of living in alignment with Venus than that happened in such a short period of time than really like ever. And that was again, another, like just my intuition was like, you have to do this. You have to go on my journey. There was like the no thought just like went on it. Um, and I'd be so curious to hear, cause I know we have a lot of similarities in our chart with our Aries sun, Scorpio moon, Mercury and Pisces. And um, that, you know, the Aries sun is that very, it's just the fires, like that intuition comes in and it's like that kind of gut, like, oh, there's like not the, you know, there's not the air element thinking and tossing around mm -hmm. ideas, weighing the scales. It's just like, oh, I know. Yeah. Going mm -hmm. for it. Do you have those experiences? Mm, oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I do. And I want to circle back just a little bit and say, yeah. you know, on this journey of life, it can be so turbulent, can't it? You know, like I, um, you know, I connect to your story when you say, you know, you were 27 and you're, you know, you've just decided and had this insight that being a school psychologist isn't just the most nourishing pathway for you. And so you've packed up a house you might have been living in and you've jumped in the car. And in that moment, you know, I think about many other stories, you know, what is in one is in the whole. And, you know, we I imagine so many other people in this in this world have had that experience of everything around them feeling shaky and the ground that they're walking on isn't what it was 12 months ago and this um I suppose what I'm trying to say here is one you know hand over heart you know I connect to that wobbliness in me and how that felt when I had those experiences and continue to have them because we are yin yang light and dark and it's almost like the the wobble is the thing that puts us back onto our, our path because it shows us that yes we're not on our path this isn't nourishing me. So I need to course correct and I need to realign, you know, and I think um, I'm so deeply grateful. I uh, had two years off my nursing practice, Jamie. Um, I decided to move to um, Ireland with um, a partner. It was like five years ago now. And that, you know, in that time, it turned out not to be the most nourishing thing. And uh, I had this insight that, it's okay to have two years off your nursing practice, but this really shook me because for my whole undergrad and postgrad practice, it was like, this was, this is what, this is your reality and you will work up the ladder and you will contribute in this line of work. And for me to have, to move to the UK and not to be nursing for a while and then choose not to get my nursing recognized over there. Initially that was a bit wobbly for me because I, you know, wasn't practicing. Anyway, I followed, I had on earth did this happen, but I don't know. I saw an advertisement for an internship for, um, to become like a wilderness guide, like an outdoor instructor. And so I followed that guidance. And for two years, I spent like two years in the mountains and I connected with this running, this incredibly heart nurturing running club and traveled all around Ireland and Scotland. And, and they were some, they were some turbulent times and like I can look back across my life and you know every year every day we have turbulent times and 
And I'm deeply grateful for those mentors who, who were older than me and really embodied that, that wise archetype where they observe and they just nudge and prompt, you know, they don't, um, they have compassionate hearts to, to support people who are, are younger than them and on their life path. And so I think I definitely, I mean, I, then I moved back to Tasmania and I met um, Abby Gilbert, who you know as well, who is a, a, a rewild, um, rewild dancer, a rewild essence attunement um, facilitator. Um, you know, she's an earth goddess and embodies so much of that feminine wisdom and is a guide for all men and women out there. And I met her and that really um, allowed this bridge between um, the UK and Tasmania when I did come back to, to remember those deep earth roots. And then um, from there, that also facilitated other teachers. And so I followed those prompts, but it didn't come. And I think that's why I resonate so strongly with your story because it didn't come without discomfort of, it was asking me questions. My experience asked me questions, you know, what is it that you're really passionate about? What is it that nourishes you? And what are you willing to leave behind to then open up some new space to bring in the new? And I love how you've um, brought up Sasha um, um, Bernadetti. I mean, I haven't worked with her, but, you know, from your engagement and sharing of her posts and also Abby's, I actually wrote down one of her quotes um, I wrote it down today, but screenshotted it yesterday because when I we were going to connect, there was all of these synchronicities. Like, for example, Saturn felt really strong for me because, you know, my Saturn return is starting and also Saturn return was when you experienced a lot of your changes in life path. And today, and yes, today where I am, Saturn rules Saturday and Sunday where you are, right, it's the day of the sun. And so I really love that. It was like I was getting all these confirmations that we should, you know, definitely connect. And um, Sasha wrote, um, Venus meets Saturn in Aquarius in the underworld. Can you make a heartfelt commitment to your emerging vision of what the world, um, uh, of your new world and taking leadership in bringing that into being and I think what I'm trying to say is sometimes in this life we feel fear and we feel discomfort and we're unsure. But the whole point of Wild Heart Podcast is to help people connect to this untouchable essence of the purpose of life and that anything is possible. And we can, if we just sit still long enough, which is that feminine essence, we can find that pillar of light within us and other people. And we can, it's almost like, we create from the being it's you know we create not necessarily from the doing and the pushing but we create from receiving the magic of life and you had that beautiful experience of following venus in the sky with sasha and connecting it sounds like really potently in an 11 month period to qualities you wanted to bring through yeah and and, and that's what I just love about astrology is because we do know when we have these very potent activations in our life. Um, so Venus started her 19 month cycle in Gemini and I was born with Venus in Gemini, but um, particularly because when you turn 32, I just turned 32 last April 
it's a really sacred solar return, a sacred birthday that you have. Venus returns to the like the exact place in the sky. So she returned right in Gemini where she was when I was born. Mars at that same exact time is right around the sky where Mars was when I was born um, for me, which is Capricorn. And they're in the same part of their cycle, which just means like Venus was an evening star. She was high and bright in the West um, at sunset. And so what I knew about my 32nd birthday this year is working with the masculine and the feminine, you know, the Venusian, the Martian energy is really, really potent for me this year. So anything I can do, my inner feminine, my inner masculine, that inner, uh, the inner marriage, um, the sacred union within. And so I knew because it's a really perk with these energies. And so when I saw something about the Venus journey, it was just this, like every cell in my body was like, oh, yes. And we really, we work with the, um, you know, the, 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 the Martian or the masculine as well, because they're always in sacred union with, with, with one another. They're not, you know, working as these individual separate, they are in union about astrologies. We know when we have these, like there's extra, you know, activation. And by knowing that we can actually fully, um, fully really, you know, help activate our potential. I feel like it can accelerate. Um, not that, not that growth is ever happening like at the wrong timing, but um, I feel like we can kind of accelerate like our experience, you know, mm. like to getting where, to, you know, getting to our soul's path, um, maybe quicker. And I don't mean that a judgment. I do think everything's divine timing, but it's like, you know, we, we can end up, they may, but, and I do love you share the context of when we look at the astrology, we know what feels like our most turbulent, challenging times. There are these deep, deep initiations that we can see within our chart. And they're really, they, they are these initiation and I can share it as sacred medicine and the deep, deep wisdom that goes through, through those challenges. So to, um, when they can, and really it's when someone comes to their own understanding, not me saying it, but it's, oh, okay. I can see, I see the context of what's happening here and that there is, you know, it's like, you see the light that's there and you can actually see the light in the moment that's here right now. And also we can start seeing, you know, not all the time, but um, it depends on what's happening with our chart. But some of the time it's, it's that resistance to what our soul's really wanting to do. And we start, for example, you know, Uranus, there's a lot happening with Uranus, the great awakener, the liberator. It's all about, you know, freeing ourselves to live our, our truth, our individual truth. And so like when we're resisting that, sometimes Uranus like turns up the dial to get our attention, you know, start shaking things up a little bit, which, mm. you know, it doesn't feel good typically when it's your Uranian energy mm. for resisting because it's kind of unpredictable or erratic, but it's essentially turning to get our attention to get to liberate. Now ahead of time, that's what's going to happen. Um, we can consciously choose instead of having, you know, Uranus turn up the dial with shaking things up to kind of, you know, get us to break through to that self-liberation. We can actually just consciously say, ah, I know this is an invitation here. I'm going to consciously choose to, it can be scary, but to step into that uncertainty, to step into the unknown. And I, I do find when we do that, the payoffs are like the cosmic payoffs from that are so amazing. So it's just, it brings so much, um, understanding i mean we can see nothing's like random you know like our most challenging experience 
trans um, to transmute us into to 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 be what our soul yeah I just I did a hey my my Mercury and Pisces just circled all over mm. in the place. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, I, I think it is all about you know coming in of the heart, dropping into the heart's center of meditation practice or embodiment practice, even movement yoga at those times. But um, I particularly can be really prone to a lot of like mind spiraling. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, sometimes it can be really hard to turn off the the thoughts or the self-limiting beliefs in those contexts. I think I'm at the um, kind of my Gemini nature, you know, is the mind. And so for me, being able to drop out of the mind and, and just into the heart, I, it's my, been my practice, just really mm-hmm. kind of holding my awareness and my heart center and allowing my heart to kind of hold me and my essence. Um, and then I can drop into like, you know, it's that like transcending through the, the self-limiting belief, the mind. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I'm always bringing in the astrology too, like being able to look and see or some of the, maybe the more challenging planets are and where the, where I might be met with self-limiting beliefs and just kind of knowing that, um, like when I do hear those self-limiting beliefs, like, oh, you know, like, you know, oh, you don't have enough experience to do that, or you don't know enough to do that or this or that, um, just realizing that, um, like there's such medicine and being able to alchemize those, like that's actually those, that's the part of myself um, mm, how am I trying to say it? Essentially that, that wants to be integrated. It's almost like the flip side of, of those thoughts, like realizing, ah, okay, that's actually like greatness is just like on the other side of those thoughts and being able to like flip them and, and transmute them. Um, I don't know. Is, I don't, am I making beautiful. any sense? You are beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And I wonder, Jamie, um, you said one day you found out you had Venus in Gemini and you were unsure fully what this meant to you. And you then, you said you sought out um, Gemini Brett. And I'd love to hear a little yeah, bit about, um, <laughs> I'd love to hear about, you know, a little bit about your experience with Gemini Brett and who he is and what he offers and how understanding your Venus in Gemini has allowed you to belong deeper to to yourself and to the earth and to your strengths and to your qualities how has this deepened your belonging with yourself with Jamie yeah it is so funny because my Venus and Gemini aspect of myself feels so strong like I really feel that Gemini aspect of myself but I actually think it was about a year ago when I had that reading with Gemini Brett, just one of my favorite astrologers. He, um, he, he's a, a, one of a, several astrologers that have really inspired me to take astrology beyond the 2D chart, you know, just looking at this map um, that's on a 2D chart and bringing it back outside with the living earth, with the living sky. Um, living in alignment with the earth and the sky, the movement of the planets and starting to make those connections with, oh, is a star, 
you know, is it right? Is it setting in the West? Is it rising in the East before the sun? Is it going higher from day to day, higher and higher, you know, the planets higher and higher up on the horizon, or is it dropping and dropping lower and lower on the horizon closer to the sun? Um, there's so much wisdom and living in alignment with the planets um, and the earth in, in that way. And so Gemini Brett, he, he really is so gifted at bringing the sacred astronomy into astrology and um, even kind of like, he's really inspired me to learn more the technical, like geeky things about, about understanding the astronomy of the astrology. Um, but just a really brilliant mind. He's an amazing astrologer and very heart centered too. He really, along with that technical side can really drop into his heart and offer these amazing heart centered transmissions of what's happening with um, the cosmic bodies. And so anyways, I, you know, Venus and Gemini, I actually, I, for the longest time, I did not connect to that archetype within myself, which is very interesting because like Mars, I totally connected with Aries sun, Mars, you know, Mars rules Aries. I have a Scorpio moon. Mars is a traditional ruler of Scorpio and I have Mars and Capricorn where Mars is exalted. So these really strong Mars placements and I'm very initiative. You know, I take action. I direct a lot of forward movement, um, like on my goals and things. So I feel, I feel the Martian energy, you know, the willpower, the, the vitality along with the sun as well. And you know, I was in my Saturn return. So I felt that Saturnian call for diligence and discipline and hard work, you know, and um, I really just all the planets, my Scorpio moon, I felt so connected to Mercury and Pisces, so connected to Sun and Aries, Leo rising, you know, a lot of the fire, you know, a lot of that like fire, vitality, energy. Um, but I did not connect with Venus, which is, you know, as, as, um, as a woman and really connected to um, at least the lunar feminine essence, it's really interesting that I wasn't very, I didn't feel that connection to Venus. And so it's like, I find it, I found myself um, drawing in these very strong astrologers who are very Gemini in nature. Um, and so I found looking a reading and asking him, well, you know, can you tell me about my Venus and Gemini? Like, I don't really feel, I don't feel that archetype within myself. And of course he said, well, why don't you tell me? It's, you know, your experience. <laughs> I think I was wanting him to tell me, um, but he, he, I don't know. He really um, opened up a lot of invitations and inquiries that I took after that reading. And, and then I had that really powerful solar return with me. And it's like, and I really actually, I think a lot of what helped me connect was getting outside. I was in Oregon at the time and Venus was an evening star. She was finishing out her last cycle. Her cycle started in June. So this was like April, March, April, May, um, moving into June. I was sitting watching her as an evening star and I was on the West Coast in the US and Oregon. So I had a brilliant view of the West Coast. And I would just sit outside with Venus every single night, right? As the sun set and and really just, you know, open my heart to what is my feminine essence? What is my Venusian essence? And then I went on that Venus journey and it was like, I'm not sure. I don't know where the like transition happened, but now I'm like, oh, that's one of the strongest archetypes within me is Venus and Gemini. So interesting. I think um, just that awareness of it allowed me to um, 
I think really embrace. Maybe I think I had been um, maybe just through conditioning and things growing up, like some of the Venus and Gemini characteristics, I had kind of dialed them down because I had thought maybe they weren't, um, you know, like, you know, they, they weren't things that were as liked by others. Um, and so now learning, oh, these are some of my greatest gifts and then allowing those to kind of express and really embracing them and honoring them and, and seeing the gifts um, that they are. I'm just so connected to the Gemini energy of, mm. of um, I, she really inspires me to, to share and to, to, mm. to speak and teach and share. And um, I have her my, the, my 11th house, so of community. So to build community and really offer, offer um, sacred offerings to community. Um, mm. I would say my other aspect is, and I think it's tied to Venus and Gemini because Mercury is, the, you know, that's, that's his home sign is Gemini. So there's like this nice connection. Venus is what we love. So it's like, I love Mercury because she's in Mercury's sign. I love my Mercury and Pisces. And that's, that's actually, you know, it's interesting. Traditional astrology, and I don't label things this way, but traditional astrology, Mercury and Pisces is considered like a weakened placement. Mercury's not considered to be... Um, strong there. It's actually considered a weakness. Now, the way I interpret it is it just actually the energy works different. So like how I don't label things as a weakness or bad. It's just the energy is different. So how do we connect to the gift of that? And there's the medicine to that, but I, I just love it. I, I love the, the connection to the subtle energy, the unseen realm. Mm. Um, always, you know, it's like, not. I'm always, I'm, I'm always, um, it is that kind of being in lots of different places at once. Um, so there is that I have a lot of earth, thank goodness, that can kind of ground me back into my body. I have more earth planets than anything, but I just, I love the, the, the just the dreamy mystic energy of Mercury and, and Pisces. What about you? What's your favorite part in your chart? Oh, um, so much. Every time I look at my chart, Jamie, a new revelation, like, drops in to support me and I'm feeling a real activation of my 10th and 11th house. The 10th house is why we're sitting here right now having this conversation. It's this um, 10th house is all about career, you know, what, how we are seen in the world and you know, it was five years ago that I was so inspired. I was meeting, I was running in the Mourn Mountains in Ireland and connecting to this deep, rich land that was nourishing me so much on so many levels. And I'd see people in the mountains coming towards me in the mist and talk to them and my whole body would light up. And I was like, this, I've got to share this story. Anyway, I, for two years, I was like, I've got to start a podcast. I've got to capture these stories. I've got to tell these stories. And I'm just so glad that things kept coming to me to, to help remind me, to help me remember that that is one of my sacred gifts is, is, is sharing my story and sharing other stories. And then it's like that direction of the North, you know, there are ones before us and there are ones after us. And now we're here and we can embody our deepest calling and our creating and our contributing and so I feel like um, my Saturn in, is in Aquarius in my 10th house and I'm feeling that's really activated at the moment in so many ways and I also have come to love my 
Mercury in Pisces. And I think also I now realize because it rules my 11th house, how I connect with people. And, but I think when I was younger, that was um, very hard for me to focus just on one thing because my mind does this trail, which is amazing for writing and poetry and um, like um, channel writing, but it's not so great for a young 10 year old sitting in a class who has to like focus on Macbeth and that for only one hour or a maths problem where my mind wanted to go into the cosmos. Um, and so I'm deeply grateful for all aspects of my chart. You know, we have so much in common, don't we? When we've got, I've got my Aries sun and my Mercury, uh, my Scorpio moon. But what I'm more in love with about my chart is how I get to know myself through it. And I get to like realize my sun is in the 12th house. And so I have this deeply introverted moon but I've also got a deeply introverted sun um, and so I'm this extroverted introvert so the more I come to know myself through the language of the chart I feel a greater sense of belonging and ease with myself and I'm not looking to others to to, to validate me in my experience in this world because I feel a deep sense of belonging with myself so yeah that's um so many elements of my chart that I love and I'm deepening into um, what they mean and what they symbolize like my north node and my south node interesting enough Jimmy my south node is in Gemini in yeah Gemini south node in Gemini my second house so that's my quality of Gemini that maybe brings also us together yeah um, so your north is in the eighth house too we both in, have yeah in, mine's in Sagittarius yeah oh yeah. beautiful yeah and I'm also deeply grateful for the tension that's in my chart as well, because those tensions are the things that help me tap into my, yeah, my courage and self-responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Really, there's um, so much creative energy in the tension. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And just how it really brings you, you know, it derails you and it brings you back onto your path. Now, Jamie, I wanted to, um, I'm going to take us in a different direction here, but where can people connect with you and what services? Oh, that's right. I wanted to fully celebrate you here in this space, Jamie, actually, because you have just taken a new path with your 11th house, which is you've just started astrology school. And so I'm fully celebrating and excited for you there. Would you like to tell us about that? Sure, thank you. Yeah, so I am now offering um, a, a six month astrology school experience or just all doing it online, which is amazing because we get to connect with this beautiful global group. Like I'm so grateful we have you in Tasmania and in, in, in Canada and the U.S. and it's so brilliant, but um, I'm I just feel so called to create community of those who want to learn the sacred art of astrology and help inspire and empower others on their soul's path. I mean, to me, that's actually that's that's what I stand for. That's why I created this astrology apprenticeship, this astrology school. Is I always think astrology should be inspiring and empowering, and I want to give those who want to help inspire others to remember their soul's path, remember their, you know, spiritual gifts that we all have. Sometimes we just, um, sometimes we just, you know, it's just a matter of remembering and inspire people to live in alignment through the roadmap of astrology with their soul's path. And so 
it's a six month virtual astrology school. We have our, our first group, which is just, oh, I'm, I'm just so in love with the process and I'll be, I'll be starting a second group, um, in May, the end of May, as Venus becomes an evening star again, I've like really looked at the astrology of, of when to time it. Um, and yeah, so I mean, everyone, you can find me has to do astrology readings. I love sitting in session and I am so deeply inspired by every single person that I get to sit in session with and, and explore um, somebody's, you know, cosmic DNA, their cosmic roadmap um, together. And so um, astrologywithjamie.com, that's my website. And I'm on Facebook, um, intuitive astrology with Jamie on Instagram, kind of all different names everywhere. I should get them. Uh, I should get on the line um, Jamie. Jamie intuitive astrologer, but, um, on my, if you go to my website, on my email list, I'm really inspired to just offer like different, um, experiences to learn about astrology. Like I just did a webinar on Mercury retrograde, just free offerings, because I love sharing, you know, Venus and Gemini. I love sharing and I love actually getting to sit after and hear people's stories and actually create like community. Um, after the webinar that I did earlier this week on Wednesday, Mercury's day, a few stayed on and I just got to hear like their Mercury stories. And it was so fun to hear people's stories. Um, so I love to create community that way, just with these offerings. Yeah. I'll put your, um, your link all in the, um, the podcast bio so people oh, can awesome. connect with you and like um, time and space and distance just isn't a barrier because we have the, the online uh platform for people to connect so that's the gift um, for me in Tasmania you know we can have readings my time you know 10 a.m and your time like four yeah I'm gonna have to look at my um astro cartography and see if I have a connection with like Tasmania or Australia it's so interesting Mm because I got connected to Abby and and you and I've been connected to so many like beautiful, creative, just like awe inspiring women. Um, and we have these, we can actually look at a map. It's taking our, our birth chart of when we're born and it like lays it out on a map. It's really interesting. And you can see, um, there's different planetary connections with different places on earth. I don't, I can't remember of mine, but I'll have to look there. I just, I just randomly thought of that when you were, I don't know when we were talking about it, but it'd be interesting to see because I love, I love this like connection I've made with so many beautiful beings in Tasmania. It's so fun. So Abby and I were just saying the other day, I mean, we're just so grateful to connect with the sisterhood around the world. Yeah. It's really um, awakening. Thank you for sharing your story, Jamie. Um, you know, I'm deeply inspired by your story and I know the Wild Heart listeners are also. And so to wrap up our um, our t- chat today, I've got like some quick fire questions, which don't necessarily have to be quick fire because <laughs> they can be multiple words. So who is your favorite author and what did they write and why do you love them so much? Yes. Yeah. So I would say Demetra George, she's an astrologer. So she's writing astrology books, but she has such a beautiful weaving of mythology. She loves, she writes about the, um, the goddesses, the goddess archetypes and astrology. And um, I just, I, I love mythology. So I love, I, I'm so in love with her books. Beautiful. You must read Sharon Blakey, Jamie, because she does the same yeah. thing. Mythology, the goddesses of the land, the Celtic wisdom. I think you'd really love oh, her. Beautiful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look her up. 
And where would you travel in the world if you could travel somewhere now and why? Gosh, you know, honestly, I've been talking about Tasmania. <laughs> I, well, one, I just, I've connected with the most beautiful sisters like you and Abby and so many others, um, but getting to experience Tasmania through, through each of you, you know, getting to see videos and, um, and, and pictures and hear stories. I just, I feel so drawn to, to travel to Tasmania. I'm um, where I live. We're very like, um, there's not a lot of access to like untouched nature where I live right now. And so anywhere where I can be um, with, with the land and nature and the trees and the animals and the animal, you know, animal spirits, I just, I feel so inspired by. <laughs> and who is the most inspiring and influential person in your life right now? Mm. You know, um, on one sense, I think every single person I get to sit in session with in astrology readings. Um, but I would say, and this might not be the answer to your question, but anytime I see someone like fully living, mm. you know, in their in the truth of who they are and it comes in little glimpses. like sometimes it's even just seeing somewhere someone out and about and you can just you can feel in their energy or getting to talk to someone um like you're someone who I feel like it's really just shining and radiating in the truth of who you are like that's what most inspires me and I just when I get little glimpses of being around that energy it's like it inspires me to like oh make sure I'm staying and like living in my essence and the truth of who I am. It's like that mirror reflection. Mm, beautiful. And what is your priorities at the moment in each moment of your day? Like what is your highest intention in your calling, creating and contributing and your absolute being? What is your highest intention for your life right now? Yeah, it's, you know, I think living from my heart, offering from my heart, mm -hmm. uh, everything I'm offering to others may be to the best and highest good for all involved, always offered from love and to, um, you know, live the truth of who I am to truly and fully express the truth of who I am. Beautiful. Jamie, from my heart, to yours, thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your passions, sharing your courage and sharing, you know, insight into your story and being brave to share that to help um, women and men awaken to their own soul, you know, soul truth and soul path and their vitality and their, their passion. It's such a gift that we were able to connect today. And I'm deeply grateful for dialoguing with you and that you also came into my life and that I get to have a full-bodied yes to be a student of your Cosmic Awakening Astrology Apprenticeship. So thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and your essence with me and the listener today. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here, Grace. You are just such a, a true, like, inspiration. You're, you're truly one of the most inspiring people that, that I've met. I just, I love the, um, I just love the truth of who you are living in your, like, wild-hearted woman essence. It's just, 
I, I, I feel alive anytime I'm getting to be around you and it's so inspiring. So thank you for, for letting me co-create with you today. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Jamie. Have a beautiful, it's an evening. Your end, isn't it? Have a beautiful evening. Oh, thank you. Have a beautiful day. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today, Wild Heart Listener. Let me know what resonated. Let me know how this podcast has supported you today. Please share with those who you think it will support. Please leave, leave a review so that, oh, you know, the algorithms can be awakened and support as many people in the sister and the brotherhood as possible so we can all drop into our deep essence of a wild heart and our inner magic our inner gifts and really be in our deep presence, courage and um, health of our calling, creating and contributing. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Please feel free to reach out, send me a message, share with those who you think this will support, share it to your Facebook page and write a little bit of a blurb about what it is that inspired you and how you are living authentically and, and following your path. Feel free to connect with Jamie um, at Intuitive Astrology with Jamie. She does incredible soul-centered, solution-based, holistic chart readings. And she also has um, a second uh, flow of her astrology school in May. And um, yeah, if you're over the seas in Texas, of course, the meditation or a yoga class with her. Okay, bye for now, wild heart. Go wildly and go gently.
pretty amazing podcast. Thank you so much, Anya, for sharing your wisdom, your embodied experience in dissolving the autonomic habitual loop that goes on in our mind so that we can drop into our inner world and be aligned and supported by our mind our true self and unlock that ingrained emotional experience or experiences that are holding us back thank you to you listener for staying around to the end and thank you for bearing with us while we well I learn about the impact of the elements on the audio so thank you for bearing with the natural elements like the wind I rather feel like they support the audio and do welcome them and so as well as equally the bird sounds so thank you so much for for tuning in and I hope this episode has nurtured your wild heart as always lots of wild and gentle wishes beautiful soul